Hello, you are listening to Geeks and Gaijins. I'm your Gaijin, John. And I am Tom, the self-titled geek and mascot of this podcast. Yes, yes, dude. As all good things in Japan, you need a mascot. Because we are a total Japan podcast. Absolutely. Ex- except when we're not. And standing around looking cute is all I'm good for, so... Not you are not cute, Thomas. You are kawaii. Fair enough. Thank you. I I will stand around and be that instead. Then be careful not to change the first vowel sound because kawaii is cute, but kawaii is scary. Yeah, some people might find me more scary than cute. Ah, no, we don't, <laughs> don't we, listeners? <laughs> they can't respond, so that doesn't actually help. But you know. I appreciate the effort to boost my support somehow. Woo, support. Tom, 2026. (laughs) I don't know where is having an election in 2026, but I'm supporting you for it. Uh, Thank thank you, John. I'm sure when it comes to the anime elections of 2026, you will be my uh, second in command. Starting as we mean to go on. Indeed, because... As we are, we are a podcast all about Japan. I live in Japan as the Western view, and we talk about Japan-related things. And if you were listening to our last episode, which, why were you not? Every podcast (laughs) is somebody's first podcast. No need to be needlessly combative with the listeners. Uh, All welcome here. Let me at them. Let me at them. Let me at (laughs) them. I'm not Scrappy-Doo. We don't need a Scrappy-Doo in the podcast. Uh, not that type of mascot, no. So, I was back in the UK for a short bit, and I fed Tom the Japanese snacks for a bit. Go listen to it, it's quite fun. But, of course, that means I was not in Japan for Christmas or New Year. And Japan, Christmas and New Year in Japan are very different to what we think of as the UK. Ooh. Please elaborate on this more, John. A misnomer. Or a vague miscellaneous factoid that people love to go about, and that is people eat KFC. Sorry. People eat KFC in Japan at Christmas. And they do. It's it's yeah, it's true. But Busted. But and it's an important but. It's a big New Year's but. So we like our butts. Big mm-hmm. and important. But it's not, they don't eat fried chicken at Christmas because (gasps) Kentucky Fried Chicken, because in Japan, I think I've gone through this before, not many recipes need ovens, so a lot of Japanese houses don't have ovens. And therefore to cook roast chicken that they have at Christmas, because it's really only the UK that does roast turkey, it's like the UK and Europe that does roast turkey at Christmas. So to have roast chicken, they need to like order out for it. So that's what KFC do. They essentially, you can pre-order a roast chicken that they use their ovens for, and then you can like microwave it at home or get it like order a time for it and get it hot. So you like order your Christmas dinner and then you can either take away or eat there. So it, it's not... You sometimes will get bits of Kentucky Fried Chicken with it, but you're not sitting there just eating 
a bargain bucket or whatever. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just say that people eat in their Christmas roast? Are people going to KFC and eating a whole roast chicken whilst they're there with the family? Yes, I think. Oh. I Like, I didn't observe it, but lots of people do. <laughs> that That doesn't... That doesn't sit well with me for some reason. I can't imagine having a Christmas dinner at KFC. But, yeah, I guess it's a di- just different culture. I will say Christmas isn't as big a thing in Japan as it is in the West, because obviously it's not a Christian country, everybody. Like, a decent amount of Japanese people are Christian, but it's not a national holiday. So, like, if you don't take it off like I did... It's just another work day. It's not not a national holiday. So Christmas itself is actually usually something for couples. It's not a family thing. Like the the kids will have time off school. It's their winter break, but or winter break usually starts around then. But the actual Christmas day is like oh, it's like a cute date day. It's very almost like Valentine's Day. It's not a sit down family thing. Um. And so this also comes into like things that are much happier and brighter their Christmas day as much. So our Christmas cake in English in England is very depressing. It's fruit cake and maybe a bit of marzipan and some icing. <laughs> and I try it every year thinking, oh, maybe I like Christmas cake this year. Guess what, Thomas? Uh, no, I don't. I don't like Christmas cake. I don't No. But Japanese Christmas cake is like strawberries and cream. It's literally like, and this is another thing that you order out for. You order a Christmas cake ahead of time, like a chocolate Christmas cake. But the most traditional is strawberries and cream. It's like a Victoria sandwich cake. But like, Uh... you can get these like ordered from anywhere. Like I got an email from... Uh, it's a very uh, popular delivery um, uh, delivery company. It's like the equivalent of... It's like a UPS. They're a private courier firm. They translate their name to, like, Black Cats, which because their little logo is like a little black cat. And because oh. I'm signed up for their stuff, because they deliver a bunch of stuff to me, uh, they sent me an email going, like, about two months ago, going, make sure you pre-order your Christmas cake. I was like, what? Oh, all right, I'm going to ignore this. But, like, <laughs> I don't get regular emails from them. I just got this Christmas cake. So Christmas cake, it seems, is important. But no, and the only other, like, big Christmas thing in Japan is Tokyo Disney, like, especially in Tokyo. They have a Christmas parade. People go to Tokyo Disney. Or... Hey. It's a very winter thing. It's a very winter. Tokyo Disney seems to be a very big thing for couples as well, or like groups of, like groups of like teenagers, and they do like the thing where they they have like, like the Mickey Mouse ears, or they all dress up. It's very much like a chic Instagram thing. So it's it's not like really really kiddie in Japan. It's like oh, okay. this is the thing. So it's not like the family holiday type area where it might be in Florida or Paris. Well, no, it kind of is, but it's much more like 
lots of people will see people at like Disneyland Florida or so. Why are you why are you here just by yourself or with another person? Uh, this is a family thing. Whereas Japan is just like, we don't care. This is what you're here for. Come one, come all, come couples, come sponge cake. Come oh, and a very quick one. Um Santa Claus is not called Santa Claus. <gasps> How dare they? Well he is. He's called Santa. But he is called Santa <laughs> but he is called Santa San. So Mr. Santa. Cause honorifics are important in Japan, even if you're Father Christmas. Absolutely. That does bring me on to my my burning question, which is how are the what's the present tradition handled like in Japan? Eh, kind of not really like some people do it just because it's like a Western because it's like a Western thing, like they see it. But yeah, they'll have seen all the Christmas trees with the presents underneath them in Western films, won't they? So yeah, they are popular. I don't know my a lot of the stuff I get is from my teachers and they don't talk about like lots of people give like end of year presents. And this is what I'm going to be getting on to. A lot of the uh... stuff is focused more on end of a year, beginning of a new year and new year becomes really important. So ending the year, lots of people, especially at work, give gifts to their work colleagues, like as a thank you for your hard work this year. And like, let's work together well next year because we gave each other presents so and there's lots of like big end of year like meals and things like that the main thing that everyone does on new year is they go to a shrine together so basically all the family no matter japan is not a religious country but it's a very big tradition it's called hatsumode and basically it's the first shrine visit of the year so usually you go with your family sometimes to a really big shrine on either the first, the second, or third, and there, that is where you go to, like, you pray for, like, success in the new year, and they're usually stupidly crowded. Stupidly, stupidly crowded. But, like, new year is the time where most people, like, get off work. That's the most time that, like, things are actually closed. Like, I'm a public, I'm a, well, technically a public servant. I work for the government. I am. I am the narc. No, I'm just a teacher. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, so, and I get a mandated, uh, like, New Year's set of days off around New Year's. So that's, like, it's what we think of more as, like, the, the Christmas, like, the Christmas. And there's one thing that you might like, Thomas, because also they do fireworks and stuff. But Yay! If you're an early riser... Uh... <laughs> I'm going to see if I can say this right. There is one Japanese tradition called Hatsu Hinode. Hatsu Hinode. Would you like to guess, Thomas, what Hatsu Hinode is? I couldn't even begin to guess whatever that is, unfortunately. Especially if it happens early in the morning. I have no idea what happens early in the morning. <laughs> Good point. Well, Thomas, in the morning, in the morning, the sun will rise. That's the thing. <gasps> it's observing the first sunrise of the year. It's going, uh... It's the first, which the majority of, I think, most people in the West will never see in their lives. 
because you're either <laughs> sleeping like me or you're passed out like other unnamed people who shall not I be mean, named. I, I, that does seem to contradict with the well, the popular tradition here, which is to stay up to midnight for the fireworks and then probably hang out for another few more hours and then collapse. There's lots of that stuff as well. There's lots of that stuff as well. And also, like, there's lots of traditional foods that you eat at the end of the year. Um, one of the big ones is, like, special kinds of mochi. So the glutinous r- Japanese rice cake that you eat, but then also, like, you can have it sweet or savoury, and there's, like, special, uh, so much special food. Lots of special soba, special, yeah, so much special food. Japan has special <laughs> food for every different time of the year. It's like... What is this? Well, this is January 6th special food. Wait, what? <laughs> How have you never heard of the dried persimmon day of January 6th? I was like, I don't know. I just got here, guys. Yes, but how do you not know? I'm like, this is, this is not a thing. No this one is... told me. Or maybe they did, but I didn't understand what they were saying. Yeah, this is the kind of thing of I just kind of, I just kind of wander through like, trying to look up what you say to someone in the new year after people have said it to me. I'm just kind of saying, good morning. I'm going to just mumble something so it kind of sounds like... Because a happy new year that you say like the first time after you see someone in the new year is, I think, akimashita omedato gozaimasu. Which I think I've said right. I think I've said... Do not do. I am no. I I can't Japanese. But that's at Any least close. Will fix it in post. No, he won't. He's lazy. <laughs> very tired and very jet lagged. Fair enough. But no. So that's right. you can, and speaking you can, of mochi and things to eat, I think it's time for a snack break because God, I've been talking <laughs> too long. <laughs> and so we're going to make you talk some more about food instead yeah christmas in japan guys it's fun in it? Uh, it apparently it is i wasn't here i wouldn't know apart from the <laughs> 15 minutes i just spent talking about it i just ripped over He's a packet a and we need oh i just realized we need um you've already taken a photo of whatever you've done i have already me. taken a photo but i need an opening uh, an opening theme oh. music for bum, ba, da, ba. that snack break. Ooh, my, that is a smell and a half. <laughs> Which one have you opened today, John? I have opened top value chicken jerky. Oh, neat. So I can't read the kanji. But I assume it says it says jerk. It's something jerky. And I assume it means it has written in English on the front chicken jerky. But so we we could assume it's chicken jerky as well, can't we? Yes. And it does. I can guess. Indeed. The thing is, I ate much too much at Christmas and I need to be a shape that. Well, I need to get into a shape that is not just round. So. The snack breaks for the foreseeable future will be me trying to find vaguely healthy Japanese snacks. So no more melon pan for me. Aww. Sad, sad face. Oh, well. 
So instead we get chicken jerky, which just... It kind of has the colour of, like, the chicken strips you feed dogs. Like... It... Because it kind of looks like pork crackling. If you... Yeah, but if you, like, didn't crackle it. Uh, and just left it as like doesn't, doesn't really look like pork crackling, does it? No, it's just skin. It's just baked. It's baked chicken uh, skin, which is like well, uh, and that makes sense. Meat, I assume. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have a go. I assume there's like I can see bits of pepper, specks of pepper or something on it. I have no idea if it's flavored. I hope it's not. Itadakimasu. Um. I think we're going to be here a long time. <laughs> it's jerky, John. Of course, it's going to take a while to chew, isn't it? Well, cut it's... it out and post. No, the listeners will have to listen to every second. No, it's. Oh, my, that's flaky. I mean, it's very slightly sweet as like jerky kind of is. But it's very strange because it doesn't it doesn't hold together as you chew. Because chicken is like has more strands in it than beef. And as you chew it, like the strands fall apart in your mouth. That's very strange. The ultimate right. question is, does it taste like chicken? Yeah, tastes like chicken. It's got like any flavoring, additional flavouring to it? Is it actually got a peppery taste to it as well, or is it just pretty plain old chicken? It's got a kind of, not sweet taste to it, but it's that kind of like... Oh, what's the thing? I can't describe it. I'm great for radio. But it's... Like if someone's done like a roasted chicken in the oven and like made it slightly sweet, like made it like a slightly sweet glaze for it. Did you check the sugar content of this before you ate it? <laughs> Just to be sure that you're definitely eating healthier snacks. I checked the calorie count. That's all right then. It's supposed to be difficult because you could, you yeah, the calorie count is in English at least. Yeah, the rest is just grams of stuff. Yeah, you, yeah, it just has the kanji, so you can't actually tell which is which. But you could probably make an educated guess. I mean, it just tastes like bits of barbecued chicken, which isn't bad. That's, pre- that's looks, pretty good. It looks awful. Like, it really does look bad. Like, it looks like someone went, oh, those bits off the chicken farm, didn't those bits get stuck in the machine? Oh, we'll feed them to someone. (laughs) Why would you put that mental image in my mind? Oh, well. Does it look like it... Does it look like the packaging? Because... Kind of. Terrible on the packaging. Kind of. It... I will... I'm taking another picture of it. See, you just heard me there. And mm. okay, that's gonna go away for a while. 
that's that's a mm, that's a that's a no from me, boss. I mean, I, I mean, I'm gonna eat the rest of it. Like, it's not bad, but it's 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 not good. I might as well just say, Thomas, that I'm not sick, but I'm not well. And da 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 da. Yeah, I'm not gonna sing. Sorry. Disappointed. I, I was hoping that we'd go into a musical interlude. Because I'm not sick, but I'm not. No, copyright strike. Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Maybe next time. Oh, well, indeed. Can't and copyright strike you if you sing badly enough that the algorithm can't pick it up. Yes. And if the listeners hadn't managed to tell, I'm extremely tired this week. Because I only arrived back from J- from the UK a couple of days ago. But do you know what aeroplane flights mean, Thomas? In-flight movies. They do indeed mean in-flight movies. And because I am a weeb. With a capital W. And a capital B. I watched a Japanese in-flight movie. G-g-g-gasp. It's actually a very recent movie um, that only actually came out last year, or yes, it came out last year, which is only a couple of days ago, but it came out <laughs> last year. It's surprisingly current as far as fight movies go, isn't it? Yeah, it came out April last year. It is Detective Conan, The Fist of the Blue Sapphire, which is a very bad English name. Right. That trying to explain that the size of this sapphire is the size of a fist, or what is going on here? Yes, that is a big okay. sapphire in it. It's a it's a big old sapphire. It's a fist sized sapphire. Now the thing is, the the main thing that sets this film apart from the twenty two Detective Conan films before it. Jesus Christ! Yes, I will also put in my background like thing of. I have seen maybe one episode of Detective Conan, and I vaguely know the concept. And I will say it wasn't that bad as an introduction. But the things I will say is, one, because it's set in Singapore, this is the new thing for this film, it's what sets it apart, uh, some of the characters speak English occasionally. Yay! Guess what Japanese voice actors are terrible at doing, Thomas? I know all too well that English is very, very hit and miss for Japanese voice actors. It's it's just like, oh my god. It's, it's like I'd be fine if they didn't speak. The thing is, this film has good reviews, and it's not a not a bad film. It's just one a the 23rd film in a series that I have not seen. By the way, this film almost totally out out well this film almost totally outcompeted uh avengers uh endgame when it was um when it was in cinemas in japan all... i'm assuming yes in japan no in venezuela i mm. <laughs> just need to clarify that it was not the global cultural phenomenon that avengers endgame was it's and still that no one realized it made an insane amount of money for what is, to oh, be honest, not a... I'm sure. What I think is actually not that good a film. 
His most anime <gasps> film. I mean, it was fine. It was a fine. It was an adventure movie with some characters that I didn't care about because I've not watched the six hundred episodes beforehand. <laughs> I mean, you don't get to six hundred episodes and twenty three movies without doing something, right? So I'm not surprised it made a, a decent amount of money. But of course, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna do a reveal, a reveal of the prefecture that I live in. Done. Dun dun. Dun, dun, dun dun dun. Which is probably a bit terrifying, which means if you actually care, you could track me down. But I'm not that vain. Oh. No, I live in Tottery Prefecture, which is, if anyone knows anything about Japan, they won't know that prefecture because it is the least populated prefecture in all of Japan. Dun dun dun. Yeah. But it's famous because uh, Detective Conan, uh, or Case Closed, uh, is. Uh, the creator is from uh, is from my prefecture. He is, yeah. So my prefecture is like, what's famous about it? Conan. What's also famous about it? Still Conan. What's more favorite about it? Conan. Don't forget the sand dunes. There's sand dunes, and also Conan. Uh, there sand is a joke dunes. about my prefecture that if. Totori didn't have sand dunes. Uh, no Japanese video game would have a desert section because it is the only bit of extended sand anywhere in Japan. Sounds fun. So, hold on. Does that mean there's not all that many beaches on in Japan, or what's the deal with that? No, it's just these are huge sand dunes. I'm like, huge. it's hard. They're like mountains of. They're like, well, not mountains of sand, but they're like. When I'm saying big sand dunes, I'm I'm meaning big sand dunes. You can ride camels. They have camels here. Not like natural camels. Imported camels, obviously. Im- imported camels. Uh no, this film made a, almost a hundred and twenty million dollars worldwide. <laughs> Snap back to Detective Conan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a lot well, of money. That's, that's the valid that's the reason because yeah. But no, and uh, God in Japan, like in Japan, Japan is a good like eighty million of that. Nice. Um, yeah, the film tops Japanese box office and grossed one point eight eight billion yen. Everything sounds much more impressive in Japanese money. One <laughs> <laughs> billion dollars. Feel like Doctor Evil. One million dollars. I need to convert my bank account into yen. Yeah. I'm a millionaire. No, even here I'm not a millionaire. Uh, <laughs> not even close. Not even close. But no, the thing is, I don't have anything against Japanese voice actors. They tend to be very good. But oh, especially no, they're incredibly talented people. They're incredibly talented people. But especially for this one, the the actors who they got from outside the series, so obviously not the regular characters because the regular characters don't tend to speak english they're all the new characters their english is not good like the main villain speaks english occasionally to like i assume seem more evil and english uh, is the language of evil after all yeah because it's singapore and english is one of the main language national languages of singapore and oh god it's bad god it's it's just I was sitting here 
I was sitting in the plane just going, is this for real? Like, seriously, is this for real? Because, like, there are... There are students in my class who can speak better English than these voice actors. Like, seriously. It's not even that their voice goes... Th- it's like they stop acting. Because, like, in Japanese, you can hear all the different kinds of emotion in their voice. And then when it comes to English, it just becomes totally monotonous. Of, like, can we speak Japanese so we are not overheard? And then... And then go and speak and have a very tense conversation in Japanese. But just in English, all the emotion is gone. And obviously, I don't know that much about voice acting in a totally different language. But this is a film that made $120 million. And they couldn't give their actors some English voice coaching. Like, God. God. I imagine listening to Japanese voice actors speaking English is sounds pretty pretty similar, if a little bit better, to trying to a Japanese person listening to you trying to speak Japanese. Job. Yeah, good point. Good point. But also, I'm not a professional voice actor yet. I'm not. A oh pro- no, <laughs> no. You are not hearing my voice in a film that you paid money to go and see. Oh no, you're desperately trying to pronounce things that you've never seen before whilst they're trying to recite lines that are going to be seen by millions of people. So, you know, yeah. they probably There's... probably should have invested a little bit more time and effort into that. The thing is, there is also, there are, there are like voice actors who are Japanese who have good English accents. There are also English voice actors in Japan who can speak Japanese as well. Like, one one of the show one of this show's favorite animes, Megalobox, has like a really good example. There's an Australian wrestler in it who speaks English, but also mostly speaks Japanese, and it all sounds all right, even when people do dumb accents as well. It's just like it's okay. It's over the top. It's obviously meant to be over the top. That's fine because these are Japanese people doing English accents or whatever. But this it's like. The thing I don't get with Detective Conan is it's half seems to be quite a grounded world. Like it wants me to think, ooh, martial arts conflict. Ah. And then it just becomes crazy stuff. Like, ah, he's a detective. Oh, that'd be cool. We'll work out how people did stuff and da 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 da. Also, pirates, explosions, kicking footballs. I think it's more the fact I don't know what Detective Conan is. Is that is that heresy? <laughs> Am I going to be kicked out of the country for this? <laughs> like the main airport in this prefecture is named after Detective Conan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not allowed to talk slander on on that. I'm sure it's great. I'm just I don't understand. I just don't and well, I do. It might have been. It also might have been like the the 15 hours of travel and staying awake by that point, which probably meant I wasn't so inclined to like the film. But anyway. Oh, well. That's that enough. That just means, clearly, once you're done binge-watching and Pan-Man, you have to go back and watch lots more of Detective Conan. Yes, the 200 episode or how many episodes of Detective Conan are there? Um... Oh. We lowballed it about six hundred, didn't we? 
Uh, 830. Yep, we lowballed it. <laughs> this is an anime that has been on continuously since 1996. I feel very sorry for those animators. I assume it's not the same ones. <laughs> you will work on Detective Conan, and only Conan. Please, I want to sleep. No! You must make more. I mean, from what little we know about the anime industry, it's not beyond the realms of possibility, is it? It's <laughs> that someone's so been stuck at a desk working on Detective Conan for 10 years straight. Sadly, it's really not. Ooh, it. Okay, it's not. It seemed to go continuously to 2011. And since 2011, there has been another 200 episodes. At my anime list is unclear on oh, content. Dear. What I'm saying, oh no, there's more. Sorry, sorry. I. Why is it? Oh, there's so there's too too much Conan. There's too much Conan in Japan. You need to stop. You have a problem. Yeah, like seriously, there are there are other there's other media. No, it's like, so there is 97 volumes of the manga, which started in 1994. And, oh, sorry, we lowballed it even then. The uh, television series has 965 episodes. <laughs> For those who don't know Detective Conan, by the way, it's about a child detective who's not a child detective. He's actually a teenage detective who got poisoned and that accidentally made him a child. So he became, he took a different identity and lives with a professor. It doesn't make a huge amount of sense. Once and again, I, I can tell it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. And also I think that's the Japanese police at my door. I'm being thrown out the country for saying that. So goodbye. <laughs> but no, speaking of things that don't make sense, there's a new anime season. Thomas? And, I mean, this is fairly predictable. The Japanese did warn you that there would be four seasons in a year, so I don't I know mean, how there you is see four... this coming. But, only, but Thomas, only Japan has four seasons. Only exactly. Japan. You're still catching up on that fact, are you, John? I, it's, I try and address it every single day, but yeah, we do. It's, Japan has four seasons. This is right. Okay, so what's what's your highlights for the new coming season? Will this is a joke that is in no way funny, but I'm gonna keep with it. <laughs> oh boy, I hope you're ready for sequels this this season, as you should be with every season now. Because oh boy, we're gonna keep this section short because we got complaints last time. <laughs> <laughs> from our one hour season rundown. Yeah. Uh, well. The only TV show I'm gonna that's continuing from last season into this season that I'm gonna be watching is gonna be My Hero Academia. No surprise Wait. there. Um, as as for shows that I'm definitely going to watch in this new season, Isekai Quartet's getting a second season, and they're introducing Shield Hero, uh, another an Isekai anime I haven't seen, so that's gonna be fun for me. Um, also Heia Camp, the follow up to Yuru Camp from. 2018, I believe, is coming out, and that's going to be a fun little comfy anime for me to watch. 
And other than that, uh... Thomas, did you like sports anime? There's a fourth season of a basketball anime. Hayaku <laughs> to the top. There Which... is exactly a fourth season of a, of a sports anime. There's also a bunch of edgy stuff that I'm going to largely ignore. And there's what, a like, fantasy Like Plunderer and Darwin's Game? I've no idea how edgy Plunderer is actually going to be. I It looks like it's going to be the trashiest fantasy show of the season, and I'm not sure if it's going to be good or not. Trash, trash, so, trash, trash. But it's probably going to be trash. trash. We also have Darwin's Game, which is an edgy battle royale. Uh, we have... Because when they try out a mysterious mobile app game, they find out there's no way to quit the game. <gasps> it's sort out online. Yes. <laughs> That's what the and horror was battle, all along. It's a battle royale. It's a battle royale that's secretly sort out online. Oh yeah. dear. Speaking of speaking of the show that must not be named, there's two uh, MMORPG VR oh, this Christ. season, it turns out. Of course there is. One is called Infinite Dendrogram, and I cannot tell you what the appeal of this show is other than it's a fantasy RPG MMO VR game. And there's one which is basically just shield hero meets sao alternative i mean you have done a very good youtube video on this topic please everyone go see our youtube channel geeks and guide ends on youtube but on the topic of isekai anime as a whole it's like there's just too much it's becoming people going this was popular what can we make more popular how can we make this more popular how can we make more the monies I'm just waiting for anime to find a new thing that will become stupidly popular and that everything will cop- will just copy that. But you know what I wish made more money, Thomas? What do you wish made more money, John? Ah, it's... We have such a good rapport going here. It's... <laughs> animal reincarnations of famous figures from history. Ah, Yes. And what exactly has inspired this new this new idea in you, John? It's the reveal of a new anime this season called Oda Cinnamon Nobunaga. Uh, for those who don't know, Oda Nobunaga was one of the uh, many uh, daimyos, the Japanese feudal lords, who fought to become shogun during the Sengoku Jidai, or the time of war. And it ended up with the very famous Tokigawa Ies becoming... Shogun and his family ruling for the next 200 years. But what if Odu Nobunaga was reincarnated as as a dog in modern day Japan called yes. Cinnamon? Called Cinnamon. <laughs> and then all the other daimyos, all the other warlords from this from the Sengoku Jirai but then all eventually joined him as being reincarnated as different kinds of dogs. Sounds amazing. <laughs> also, I forgot the best part. Marie Antoinette is also a dog. Marie Antoinette is here. Why? Yes. No one can tell you. She's just hanging out with a bunch of old Japanese generals for no reason. 
Goku. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, the first episode, this is apparently like a webcomic thing that's at least vaguely popular because it's getting an anime adaption, but I, I, I just, I never realized I wanted something so much in my life. <laughs> that's a very, it's a very specific itch you have to scratch when you're like, Hmm, I want a show specifically about dogs, but only if they have the personalities of ancient historical figures. Well, it's streaming on Crunchyroll, so that's going to be good. But just all the... They all have cute dog names in between, like, their proper names. So it's Oda Shinoman, Oda Cinnamon, Nobunaga, then Date, Date, Boo, Masamune... Takida Lucky Shinge. It's just great. Imagawa Gilbert Yoshimoto. Japan, what are you doing? Japan, what are you doing? <laughs> oh god, we've lost John. Yeah, I th- I think it's broken me. Honestly, after the Fate series, I really shouldn't be surprised that Japan has absolutely no respect for any historical figure whatsoever. And to be, um, if I'm being completely honest, being reimagining them as dogs is way better than reimagining them as waifus. So we'll go with that. I'm I'm down for that. To be honest, as a history major, I am a hundred percent behind reincarnating every historical figure as a dog. Napoleon and Wellington as dogs. It's that's an anime. Uh, what is it? Henry VIII as a dog. That's an anime. I'd watch that. It's the War of the no, Roses, it's... but dogs. That's <laughs> an anime. Uh, yes, William... a game of bones. Oh, yes. Yes, Thomas. Episode title right there. A game of bones. Game See, occasionally uh, I pull my weight on this anime by coming up with bad puns. That does slightly sound like a porn parody, though. That does slightly. It, it sound- absolutely is. Like that definitely I, is what they did. I'm not creative enough to have come up with something original. I think that actually is already a porn parody. So maybe let's not. Maybe we should title the podcast episode. <laughs> maybe we should stop there. Maybe we should come up with something else. <laughs> But no, dogs, anime. It's it's historic dog anime. Please keep tuned for me. I will probably attempt at some time in the future to do actual, like, if you want to learn the history of Japan, we'll learn it together with John. Yay. Thomas will not be involved because... I know nothing. I know even less about Japanese history as I know about Japan, and I know nothing about Japan. So yeah. I'm here to ask John questions. So I'd actually be completely redundant on any other type of podcast. And I'm telling you guys this because that way I peer pressure myself into making it. Yeah. Exactly. If I can't peer pressure John into doing it, who else will? You. You at home. And so I believe that's enough. That's enough nonsense for one week. Though it's nice to be back in the new year. And we are going to end, as we will end if you listen to the last proper episode, which of clue, which of course included the. Classic Japanese anime, Anpanman, which is about a superhero. It's a Japanese picture book uh, series about a superhero with a 
a bean bun for a head. And it is the sixth highest grossing property of all time. I've got to keep saying that. It's the sixth highest grossing property of all time. He's everywhere. It deserves to be repeated because it's absolutely mind-boggling. It does. It's also... It also holds the world record for most amount of individual characters in uh, in a TV series, in just a series. So I thought, let's keep on going. We started the last proper episode. Let's keep this going. We're an Ampam Man podcast now. So to finish us off, here's our Ampam Man character. What kind of what kind of character do you think I've got for us this week, Thomas? Uh, I'm gonna go with. Is it the well-meaning but slightly ditzy police officer? It's not, though. That is definitely a character. No, I mean, with so many characters, someone has to fill the archetype, surely. Yeah. No, this is Cream Panda. I'm sorry. What? Cream Panda. See, I'm I'm picturing a a giant panda that's. Black and cream coloured. Yeah. It's it's not How that. Far off am I? Oh, I'm disappointed. Very far off. So no, he is the youngest of Ampanman's friend and the foster brother of Melon Panna and Roll Panna. I also love the fact, thank you, Ampanman Wiki, that they have like foster and stepsister relationships. They're not just oh, it's my brother. No, he's their foster brother. He is six years old, and his head is made from a cream bun. Neat. Also, his eyes look like that of a panda. So that's why he is Cream Panda. Uh, Despite it's still his. A pun. It's always a. It, well, it's not a pun. It's just naming the two things he's made of. Be like calling a human being Fleshbone. What's the story? Fleshbone. Uh. Okay, let's continue. Despite his immaturity and relative weakness as compared to Ampan Man and his hero friends, he is courageous. I mean, everyone's weak compared to Ampan Man, let's be real. He's just he's just a god in Ampan Man form. Yeah. But Cream Panda is courageous and protective of his protective of his friends and has a never give up attitude. He has a, an immature character which causes him sometimes to get into petty squabbles and competitions of one-upmanship with the other younger characters on the show. Because his head resembles a hand, apparently his, his, like, his head is a cream bun, which also has like little stubs. I'm not what? sure. Like a Cornish pasty, almost. Like, the top bits have like... I'm not explaining this well. Panda and Man. What are you talking about? Oh, God. Oh, that's <laughs> going to haunt my nightmares. Yeah, he has a special headbutt attack called the Goo Chokey Punch, which means rock, paper, scissors, which I thought was Janken, so I'm even more confused, which is apparently relatively powerful when it connects but it fails to connect more often than not. Thank you, the great writers behind the Ampam Man wiki. You're truly doing the Lord's work. Without you, we would be lost. 
Indeed, and he first appears in episode 469. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keep forgetting how long this show is, and I don't need reminding. Oh, my God. Well, well, that's why I'm here, and that's why this podcast is here, Thomas. Yep, and now I'm not going to sleep at night because my dreams are going to be haunted by the vision of Cream Panda. Thank you, John. You really helped me today. And with that good choky punch, it's time Please to end no. the show. Please remember to like us on Facebook, Twitters. We're on all the social whatevers. Uh, you can listen to us if you've on what you're listening to us now on, but also whatever you like. iTunes, Spotify. If if we're not on a service that you want us to be on, send us a message. Send us an email at geeksandguidians at gmail.com. I think that's generally. We're also on SoundCloud. But like our YouTube, because Tom occasionally puts up videos and stuff there. It's great. I don't I don't do stuff. But our Facebook is where we're most active. So like us. Like maybe us I'll be those... able to bully John into putting those pictures of food he keeps promising to put up there. Or maybe I'll do it myself. Because he's never gonna go do it himself, is he? Maybe. Nope. Maybe. No, nope. don't don't lie to us about this, John. We all no, know what's going on. Yeah, good point. I'll good. do it myself. <gasps> and on that bombshell, it's time to end the show. Bye-bye. Bye now. See you next week. <laughs>